0: And so we scroll and we conform. We scroll and we conform. And then we wonder why we're confused about what God has for us. But we've got to allow our minds to be transformed.
1: If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then queen, we have a few questions to ask and a few conversations to have. I am your host, Liv Dooley, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some of the women who inspire me to fall more deeply in love with the Word of God and walk in integrity in new ways every day. I am so grateful that you're here. Let's go on and get to work. Hey, y'all. It's me, Liv, and I am just so thankful that you are back for another episode of The Best Kept Secret. I specifically want to thank those of you who have gone out of your way to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Truly, I cannot thank you enough. I have recently had time to sit with friends in person who have shared how different guests have touched their hearts, strengthened their faith, and led them into deeper study. And y'all, my goodness, that is the greatest reward that I could ever have. Thank you so much for sharing what it is that you have enjoyed through this podcast so freely. If you have not yet left a review, may I invite you to do that? It would really, really help this podcast. I am so excited, y'all. I'm so excited. Today we have a returning guest. And can we just take a moment? <laughs> can we just take a moment to celebrate the fact that we are old enough for returning guests? Hey, <laughs> this guest is just someone that you are going to enjoy getting connected to. She held the most downloaded podcast for over a year for sure. And I am just so grateful to grow with my sister in the Lord. I'm so grateful to see what the Lord is doing in her life. And I'm so grateful for those friendships that continue to return to show kindness, even as they go on to do even greater things. Today, as we prepare to get into our conversation, we're gonna be talking about the obstacles that prevent us from really walking within our God-given purpose And those obstacles that also interfere with our integrity, because if the Lord calls us to a thing, it's really is a matter of integrity about whether or not we're going to answer it. And there are so many different things that can interfere with that. But one of the things that I have found is our obsession with impressive things interferes and inhibits us from walking in our God-given purpose. Y'all already know, the only reason I can say anything about this is because I've already lived it, y'all. I have been obsessed with the big, impressive things in the past, and yet the Lord continues to tell me not to focus on that, but to focus on his presence, to focus on his voice to focus on the small acts of obedience that we get to commit to him on a daily basis. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite portions of scripture. And I know that I know that I know that I say this every single time we get together, y'all. But (laughs) I need you to believe me about this, okay? It's true. I love the entire Bible. But my goodness, the Lord gave me a message connected to Zerubbabel years and years ago. And it is one that every single time I study it again, I am just filled with warm feelings. fuzzies, (laughs) all over. Let's get into it. I'm gonna read from the New Living Translation. And if you wanna follow along, we're gonna be in Zechariah chapter four, verses six through 10. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies, Nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it. May God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel, is the one who laid the foundation of this temple and he will complete it then you will know that the lord of heaven's armies has sent me do not despise these small beginnings for the lord rejoices to see the work begin to see the plumb line in zerubbabel's hands. the seven lamps represent the eyes of the lord that search all around the world hmm My goodness, y'all, there are so many different things that we could talk about from this passage of scripture. But one of the things that I love the most is the hidden symbolism within these passages that you will miss unless you take a moment to study a little further. The Lord says, do not despise these small beginnings and that is good news because when we obsess over the big impressive things we can feel really defeated when the Lord chooses to bless those small acts of obedience that we commit before him and others fail to take notice or even celebrate it. However, the word continues. It doesn't just stop there. Do not despise these small beginnings. It continues to say that the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And I love that because it draws us back to his attention. It redirects our attention to his gaze and his focus. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. But I have to tell y'all that for years, I missed out on one of the best parts of this entire verse to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. For those of you who don't know, Zerubbabel was a leader who really helped to reconstruct the temple after the Israelites began to return to Jerusalem from exile. And he lived and worked alongside Nehemiah, which we are incredibly familiar with. We can find other references to Zerubbabel in Ezra and in Haggai. And in Ezra chapters three and four, we see that Zerubbabel begins to lay the foundation for the temple and the young people begin to just cry out to the Lord and praise God In celebration of the work that has begun, however, the older Israelites come alongside and begin to cry and wail and begin to really just grieve and mourn this thing that Zerubbabel is doing to the point where their cries mingle with the praises and it's all just one mess. I can imagine that that would be incredibly defeating to to really see that those who've gone before you are not only quiet, (laughs) but they are outwardly crying out in protest and in grief about this work that you feel that the Lord has called you to. Unfortunately though, the resistance didn't stop there. They were also met with resistance from the inhabitants of the city, who were, interestingly enough, their long lost cousins, the Samaritans. And when they informed their cousins, the Samaritans, that they could not be involved, the Samaritans began to talk to the king of Assyria and slander Zerubbabel in Joshua, in Nehemiah's names. So we see that Zerubbabel meets with a ton of resistance. And my goodness, I can only imagine how hard that would be. And so work on the reconstruction of the temple completely stops. But the Lord sends Zechariah to tell him, That we are not going to despise these small beginnings. We are not going to grieve and we are not going to cry over these small beginnings because the Lord is rejoicing to see the work begin. And He's not just rejoicing, He is rejoicing to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. He is rejoicing to see Zerubbabel pick that. Thing up again despite what it looked like despite the opposition that he encountered despite the amount of rejection that he came up against the lord rejoices to see the plumb line in his hand my goodness that is so good to me sis i want to invite you to get your eyes off the big impressive things and the rejection that accompanied it when you felt that it didn't go through because the lord is rejoicing over you especially as you begin to pick that thing back up we are not to despise those small beginnings because he can move in that and it won't be by force it won't be by strength but it will be by his spirit i have to share with you that as you already know i had a series of disappointments in december and in january i led a fast that i felt the lord telling me to lead although i truly didn't feel like it I just felt him saying pray for relationships pray for relationships on the 21st day of that fast i held a prayer that two other people showed up to and i have to tell you that i had an an idea to just you know put the presentation the little prayer prompts that i'd prepared away but the lord said do not despise these small beginnings do it share what I have given you. And the three of us prayed together and I prayed for them and they prayed for me and it was absolutely beautiful. And I thought that was the end of it. But as I prepared to get back on social media and pray with the Colorfully Handed Collective, the Lord said, use the same prayer prompts. And so I prayed through those verses again and I thought that was gonna be the end of it. I was just there to give him that small act of obedience. and. As I was praying over the newsletter for the month, he said, now you're going to write a different devotional through these prayer prompts that i give you every single week that you release this newsletter in February, leading on into March. And I did that thinking that that would be all. And in the middle of February, I got a random email from YouVersion, the Bible app that said, do you want to partner with us? Yes. (laughs) Would love to do that. Thank you. They said, do you have a sample plan to send us? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I do. (laughs) It's one that I've been releasing through my email newsletter for the past couple of weeks now. Y'all, they completely expedited the approval process that it would have taken for me to be approved because of a partnership that I'd had with one of our sweet friends and former guests here this season, Kia Stevens. And they also expedited the approval of that plan. And today I have a new Bible devotional plan on the Bible app called Unlikely Friendship, Speaking Over Old Promises that I want to invite you to check out, but I have to tell you that when the Lord says, don't despise those small beginnings because he rejoices to see you pick it back up, to see you keep going despite the rejection and the resistance you encounter, you need to know that this is the inheritance that we have as the servants of the Lord and When we rest in him and commit those small acts of obedience to him, regardless of how it looks and how unimpressive it feels, his spirit moves. One of the best things about Zerubbabel is that he is mentioned not only as a descendant of David, but as an ancestor of Jesus. Don't you dare despise those small beginnings because what may have looked like something minuscule that you entrusted into the Lord's hands is something that he is going to magnify for his name. When we open up Matthew chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, we read, After the exile to Babylon. Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel was the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, the father of Abihud. Abihud the father of Elakim, Elakim, the father of Azor. And when we get down to verse 16, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. The Lord took something that looked minuscule. Sis, Don't you dare despise those small beginnings because the Lord is doing something every single time you pick that pen back up, every single time you begin to sing again, every single time you commit that small act of obedience to him. And I pray that you are blessed. I love you. It's that time, y'all. My co-host Tanya and I are here with another woman you should know. Hey, everyone. Liv, who are we getting to know today? Because you always have some woman of God doing these awesome things, and I'm always excited to hear about the woman we should know. Oh my gosh, girl, I got connected to Monique Anderson on Mm -hmm. IG and I think we're in a couple of Facebook groups together as well. But I have been having the best conversations with Monique online as we talk about Bible translations and what we're studying. And I cannot believe how amazing Monique is. She has an absolutely beautiful website Mm -hmm. and she's a YouVersion contributor and she has written an incredible devotional titled The Power of Prayer, Recognizing the Power of the Tongue. Oh my gosh, I have to jump on that Devo. I, I'm gonna start that very soon. The power of prayer, you said? Yes, girl, yes. And she is known as a writer, a creator, and a prophetic intercessor, which is just so incredibly powerful. Y'all already know it's a bunch of prayer warriors over here at the Best Kept (laughs) Secrets. (laughs) This is what we do. So I do hope that everyone will get connected to Monique. We'll drop everything down below. Awesome. Monique is a woman you should know my goodness y'all monique's newsletters have truly blessed me she released a devotional through her email newsletters just this past week and I was so touched by everything she shared about the Lord's anointing that I do want to invite you to head over to her website to subscribe and get in on all of the goodness because you are definitely going to go to deeper levels in the Lord as you lean into the lessons that he's shown her in the scriptures. However, she is not the only one. We have another YouVersion contributor with us today, and our sister has recently been signed to a publishing company, and we can expect, as we will hear, her sophomore book incredibly soon. It's my hope that she'll return to talk about it with us, but for now, I would like to reintroduce to some and introduce to others, Nicole O. Simon. Nicole O'Salman is an author, entrepreneur, speaker, mother, and wife. She is on a serious mission to amplify the gospel's relevance, empower individuals to live and lead authentically, and equip leaders to develop purpose-led, spirit-filled lives. Nicole is a master strategist and affectionately known as the purpose coach for her work, helping women across the world to gain in depth insight into who they are so they can live in their lives with clarity, consistency, and confidence. Nicole has been led to extend those passions in her role as executive pastor at EKM Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Nicole's sophomore book is currently underway and under contract, and she is a regular contributor on the UVersion Bible app with over 100,000 subscribers. Nicole is a certified life skills and marriage coach and the founder and host of the Preach SIS Summit, a global movement and annual activation event to help Christian women identify and amplify their voices. Yet her family is her first ministry. Together with her husband Yvonne and their four children, she lives a full purpose-filled life in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. And you can find more about Nicole at NicoleOsalmon.com. Now, please help me welcome Nicole Osalmon back to the best kept secret. All right. Y'all, I am so incredibly excited to have one of our very first guests from Mm -hmm. season one of the podcast. on. she took a risk on your girl. Okay. (laughs) She came through when I (laughs) didn't have anybody booked and she blessed this podcast. It's such an honor to have you back. Nicole, how are you today?
0: The answer these days is doing, but the Lord is good.
1: (laughs) You know, I get that on so many different levels. I get that. And I appreciate your willingness to show up in the middle of the doing and in the middle of the surrender and all of that. (laughs) Yes, No problem. It's an honor. Yeah. So I am going to link our first episode down below so that the women can just get connected to you and hear some of the things that you shared because it was golden. It was absolutely golden. Now, y'all, I was a little cringy. I, it was literally like my second episode. Once again, she took a risk on your girl, but it is so good. The content is just phenomenal. So I know it's going to bless you. But Nicole, we've already established you helped women just understand recognize and walk in their calling and their purpose as the purpose coach how does prayer inform our purpose
0: absolutely we cannot know ourselves apart from knowing god and the one one of the ways we know god we we'll get to spend time with him which equals knowing is, is prayer. And I think that we underestimate how powerful purpose is in understanding our purpose, because I think many of us treat prayer as a one directional tool, right? Mm-hmm. It's a place where we sit and we speak in one direction to God, get up and go about our day. But prayer also includes or should include listening. And so if we are talking to God, And then we are then listening to God, those conversations. And and sometimes the listening happens throughout the day, but those conversations, I think sometimes we rush away too soon before we get to really get in his face and hear what he has to say about us versus what our past or current situation or anything else that's informing our, our identity and purpose. We really want to be hearing from God about who we are.
1: Mm, that is so helpful. Prayer mm-hmm. is not one directional y'all. So I'd like to know, you know, what does your prayer time look like? I'm sure that it, you know, it takes on a variety of forms depending yes. upon the day and the need, but yes. you know, do you have a specific flow that you kind of enjoy with the Lord? In terms of times of day or times of day, or even what you do to quiet yourself, Uh, because I know sometimes my thoughts get to rush in and (laughs) it's just quite distracting.
0: So two distinctive flows. I mean, it is a variety, but I have a kneeling station in my room and it's right by my bed. I don't need to spend tons of time there, but my My rule to myself is kind of before I talk to anyone else, I talk to God. And so I literally go from like bed to boop, to hit the floor, to to just really getting on my face and starting the day in just a moment with him. Flow, for me, it always starts with with worship. Worship is what sets it. Worship is what shifts it. And like you said, it's variety depending on the day. Someday my heart has a song and, and I sing you know, I sing my way into his presence other day, the the day, my heart is heavier and I have to listen to worship and listen my way into his presence. And then, and then some days the words aren't there. And so sometimes I have to read my way mm. and I find one of those laments or whatever, whatever captures my, where I'm at in the scripture. And I, and I pray that, but, but usually the flow is worship.
1: Mm. That is so helpful. Y'all, you can listen your way into prayer. You don't always have to have the words, but if you need them, they're there. They're in the Psalms. They are there in the scriptures. And, you know, one of the Psalms that has been speaking to me, Nicole, is Psalm 139. I have just been praying, God, search me, because I feel as if he is doing surgery on my little heart. <laughs> he is stripping some things away, and it is so uncomfortable. The only choice I have is to say, search me, search me, just whatever I can do to make this easier, whatever I can do to lean into this thing. But I really thank you for that. I would like to know, what does it look like to be out of alignment with your purpose? How can people begin to recognize that Mm -hmm. and really move with a sense of urgency into the presence of the Lord?
0: Right. So if I could, I'd love to answer that with a, with a quick story. I'll try to make it quick. Please take your time. Uh, You've heard, you've heard this story before anyone who's listening, who's been following me, me for a while knows this personal story of mine years and years ago, had a slip and fall on some black ice, knocked my, my shoulder right out of socket and never got the proper treatment from from it for for it. And so, fast forwarding years later, I was in seminary at the time, and I started getting a lot of pain in what seemed like random parts of my body. My back was hurting. My shoulder was hurting. I lost mobility of the arm that I had the injury. My uh, my my knee was hurting. My ankle was hurting, mm. and it, and it didn't make sense. So I went to the doctor doctor referred me to a chiropractor. It was my first time going to a chiropractor. I was thinking, what does my back or my spine in particular have to do with the fact that like my knee and my ankle are hurting, right? Uh, Didn't understand the concept of kind of like your core and that central part of your body, how responsible it is for holding us up. So anyways, I go to the chiropractor. He makes some, he makes about two or three adjustments and I get up from the chiropractic table with, full range, like till this day, every time I tell the story, like it feels like, like so new to even me, like, and I'm in in awe, full range motion, motion live, like backstroke, you Uh know, butterfly stroke, motion. Okay. And so as I was leaving, Holy spirit spoke to me and was like, you know, as in the natural, so it is in the spirit. Mm
1: -hmm. And he
0: just started like breaking it down. And he was just like, listen, when you are out of alignment, right. When you are out of alignment with your core, when you are out of alignment, just like your physical body, you, it will impact your, your reach, right. Um, Mm -hmm. your mobility, it will, and pain will show up In different parts of your life. Wow. Right. And so, to answer your question, a really good indicator as to am I out of alignment is you know, you may think it has nothing to do with purpose, but all of a sudden, pain is showing up in the most random parts of your life. Pain where money is concerned, pain in your relationships pain on the job that you love pain at church so when you start seeing pain right showing up it's a it's a good red flag indication i always say that that ease brings disease mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. disease brings disease and so what are the dis- diseased areas of your life that you need to pay attention to and it's a good flag and indicator that it's time to get back
1: into alignment mm. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. My goodness. <sighs> I need y'all to sit with that for a moment. You know, some of these conversations really just touch us in in very specific ways, but Nicole is here to help us. And she can help to just alleviate some of that pain by helping you to find the pain point. And I appreciate the call on your life, Nicole. Can you share what are some of the common pitfalls women fall into even before they recognize that pain that keeps them from seeing God's will for their lives clearly? Sis, it is time for you to start communicating Confidently about God's truth, and I am here to help you do that. Whether you want to begin launching your own podcast or you want to recognize your areas of strength and the opportunities of growth you have, you can find a variety of resources in the show notes below as well as at liveduly.com. It's there that you can access the seven podcasting essentials that I cannot do without, as well as the confidence quiz that I've prepared just for you now go be great
0: I think uh, really well so two things I would say the broader the broader answer is just doing life like there doesn't have to even be a pitfall the we the reality is is that we can get into God's presence we can listen to a podcast like this and feel like oh god i got what i needed for my soul today to get in alignment with myself and mm-hmm. get right and we just go about the day and get shifted out of alignment mm-hmm. so there's a daily and and sometimes several times during the day that we really need to you know pull our pac- practice habits of pulling ourselves back into alignment a conversation can pull you out. So the broader, the broader answer around pitfalls is you is just doing life. Something catastrophic doesn't even need to happen. But I think one of the the biggest, the biggest pitfalls I think is really overwhelm. Overwhelm. And, and as you know, you know, I do this annual calendar planning workshop that teaches women how to kind of steward their time in purposeful ways because overwhelm right in terms of our calendar and our time being clogged with things that have nothing to do with our purpose will naturally pull us out of out of purpose
1: mm.
0: yeah yeah so yeah. the overwhelm of our time all kinds of things on our calendar church events the good things i even say good things i oh i say this all the time that That you could be fully engaged in good, godly things. But if it's not what God is asking of you, then that good thing is no longer
1: a good thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is really relieving to hear, to be honest, because sometimes when we're going through things, it's almost like, what did I do? What is wrong with me? You know? And so to hear that it is just life at times can really bring a lot of relief. How have you learned to follow those? godly things that he has for you above all of the good stuff. I mean, what kind of discipline do you practice in your everyday life? Because those good things are so attractive and it can feel like, you know, it can feel really hard to tell someone no to a good thing. Right. So
0: I think I practice the discipline of trial and error. <laughs> I <So> practice good. <laughs> the discipline of falling down and scraping my knee a lot. Like, it's not because I live a more spiritually disciplined life than anyone else. I think what it is, is I pract- I practice purpose and I practice his presence. And what I mean by that is the only way you're going to get better at knowing how to choose the, the God thing over the good thing is to, is to practice when he speaks, practice when you sense, practice when you think, practice when you're like, that looks like God, but and and trusting that the relationship—that's the thing, right? Because we're all, we're all always so afraid of of doing the wrong thing that sometimes then we do nothing, right? Mm. And so we've got to trust the relationship we have with God. We've got to trust trust. The nature of God as father, that he's not going to, after you have prayerfully, you know, sought him and are trying your best to make good choices, he's not going to just watch you pick the wrong one and crash your life. Like it it doesn't work like that. And even if you crash, you know, we know that all good things, right. Work together for us. So that can even become a learning lesson. And so It's the discipline of trial and error. It's the discipline of practice. And the more I practice choosing is the better I've gotten at recognizing um, those God things. And uh, the the longer I walk with him is the more live But my heart, my heart's desire is really to hear him say, well done. And so I go kicking and screaming some days. I go kicking and screaming towards his will, but I go, I go all the same.
1: My goodness, that feels like a balm. Just, it feels so healing to recognize, sis, that we can just practice this thing and that our faithful God is going to continue to meet us there mm-hmm. as we trust him. My goodness, mm-hmm. all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yes. Mm. So good. I am having a series of conversations with women like yourself who just encourage me to show up with greater integrity every day. And that thing is so nuanced. My goodness, there's so many different parts of that. But I want to ask, you know, how can we show up with integrity right now where we are, regardless of whether it feels like we're living within our purpose or not? And when I when I mention that opportunity to live within our purpose, I, I'm referencing, you know, that vision that God has given us about where He's taking us. What does it look like to live with integrity right here as we wait on him to fulfill that vision in our lives? That's such a good question. And right away, what popped
0: into my mind, because it's something that I've had to also learn to practice to do this, is getting comfortable with saying no. (laughs) Yeah, getting comfortable with saying no. I think that when we, even when we just have a, whether we have full clarity or we feel like we're walking in just, you know, a sliver of clarity, we've got to guard that. We've got to guard that fiercely. We've got to guard that unapologetically. And so, oh yeah, I, I think practicing your no, practice it in the mirror if you need to. Practice what your face looks like so that it's not a mean no, right? It's yeah. not a get out of my face, no. It's, it's just, I'm, it's a. I'm I'm guarding purpose. No, I'm honoring God. No, I can't do that because God wants me to do this. I can't be that way because God wants me to be this way. I can't participate in that conversation in that way and tear that person down because, right. And so I've got to practice my no. And that's hard for many of us as women. And I think it's, it's especially hard for Christian women within church culture, because we think no to to man within the 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 realm of church is also a no to God, and it's it's not the same thing. You've got your own relationship with God, you've got your own thing going on. There's the greater call to the body of the church, but then there's an individual call to you as a person, and that you're gonna have to give an answer for that. Mm. You're gonna have to give an answer for that, and so yeah, no no it's 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 showing up and being able to say no and not feel the need to justify it explain it apologize it away it's it's just no sometimes
1: guard it fiercely Mm -hmm. guard it unapologetically I am really, really looking forward to seeing what the Lord does through this year, through the relationships that he just kind of gathers together, the connections. I've been just interested by different accounts within the Bible about people who were blessed because of those whom they were connected Mm -hmm. to. And you offer an introvert's guide to meaningful (laughs) connection on your website. I saw that. And I was like, oh, that looks good. People don't know this, y'all. I would so much rather be in my house with a book than out in somebody's face. And sometimes conversation is awkward. I'm way too much in my head. And I just, you know, it's just a hot mess. But I want to know, you know, what are some of the things that we should look for and prepare to contribute to those meaningful connections in order to enjoy them more fully this year.
0: So particularly if you are an introvert like myself, I am deeply introverted. I think rather than maybe being, letting fear and intrepidation push you back into the closet or back into your house, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the focus, if you set a goal for yourself in a more intentional way, so it's not just get out there as in, just run into the pool of people, but maybe it's being more intentional. Maybe you know, maybe it's being more intentional about those one to one, because you know, introverts we love a one to one. We love anything. I say once you get over three, that's when we start getting a little twitchy. So, if creating moments of you know, inviting like I I I've tried to be more intentional about inviting people into my home. Because my home is where I like to hide and my home is where I'm comfortable. So I'm like, okay, if I don't want to get out there, what small little pockets of people can I begin to get to know in the intimacies of three within my home? Right. So I think I think intentionality is is one of the ways that we can be more purposeful because we are designed to be in community. And I and I and I always say this. I've been saying this for as long as I've known myself, that oftentimes the very thing that we're praying for, the very thing that we need is in the places we don't want to go and in the people we don't want to talk to. And so we're still some of us are still are still trapped in the era of the manna. And we're looking for, you know, manna to come from heaven when we, when we know that God meets our needs through other people, but we don't Mm -hmm. want to talk to people, right? So be intentional, be intentional, be prayerful about the kinds of connections God desires you to make. And yeah, no one's asking you to go to the, go to a big party. No one's asking you to go to that huge networking event and overwhelm your soul, but maybe it's starting out with smaller pockets and being intentional about the relationships that you desire to build.
1: <sighs> so good. So good. Intentionality is key, y'all. We got to stop just doing things because it sounds good. We got to stop just running places because we feel like we should. We got to slow down and really just gain some intentionality. That yeah, night- there was a, a, a huge event
0: uh, happening and I really felt um, some, some FOMO, some fear of missing out, like I need to be here. I need to be seen being here. And then I started seeing some of the, the faces that were going to be there and some of the, the headliner speakers. And I went, "Mm, no, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not, those aren't my people right now. Like that's not where I need to be. And I was okay with letting that go and not, and missing that. So it's getting out there. And I think it's also knowing where you need to not be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I am entering into a different season. I have always just really enjoyed (laughs) doing as much as I possibly can, (laughs) going to all the things and it has been interesting. It's been interesting to just be like, you know, did the Lord call you there? Because really? are you really about to stress your husband out trying to make it there? And so I appreciate you saying that. That was a word for me, y'all. I got mine. <laughs> that was a word. Just stay the course, Liv. Stay the course. <laughs> Save your money. Save yes. <laughs> that too. That too. That's a, that is a clear motivation because <laughs> the husband is not having it um you know i want to ask before we get into everything that you have coming up because my goodness you have some good stuff coming up for the ladies what scriptures what scriptures have been informing your work lately speaking to your heart and uh what would you say to our sisters as they begin to you know seek the lord with greater intentionality
0: yeah i always let me let me pull this reference up real quick it's romans i always say it wrong it's romans chapter 12 and 2 um but really it's been informing my life and informing my my work do not be conformed to this world but be transformed there we go thank you holy spirit by the renewing of your mind right like we get that section of the scripture thrown out to us all the time so be not conformed to this world we understand that but we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind but we often don't hear the last bit which is the why right and it says so that and, and this is so good for, for everyone who's like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what the will of God is. I don't know what I should be doing. But that passage doesn't end. There's a little comma there. Here's why we do this. So that you will be able to discern, detect, prove, test what is the will of God or the other translation say the good purposes of God. This is how we are going to know God's will. This is how we are going to know our purpose. By constantly, my God, I just, ooh, I feel a preach coming on. By constantly transforming our mind. Listen, there. if ever a time, if these are my last words, I don't know if you have another question for me, but if these are my last words on this podcast, if ever a time, in this era of social media, we have to be careful, sisters. It, I always say that it's not every hashtag as women of God that we need to jump on. We hear someone say soft life. We want to have a soft life. We hear somebody say manifest. We want to manifest. Like we've got to be careful. And we can't be conformed by Instagram. We can't be conformed by Uh, By what's the other one? By TikTok. We can't be because that's really our world right now. And so we scroll and we conform. We scroll and we conform. And then we wonder why we're confused about what God has for us. But we've got to transform. Form allow our minds to be transformed. Some of that is allowing. Some of that is intentionality by washing our mind with the word and biblical content and listening to good godly podcasts like this one, you know, and allow our minds to be transformed so that not that our pastor, not that a prophet, not that someone else can call us out in some prayer, mama, tell us what. God's will is, but so that we can detect it, yeah. so that we can prove it and say, "I know I don't know my Bible that well, but that don't sound right. Let mm-hmm. let me. That doesn't look. I always say, that doesn't sound like God. That doesn't look like God. Mm-hmm. It Doesn't mm-hmm. look like God, mm-hmm. right? And the only way we're going to get better at that is by transforming our minds daily and uh, and staying in and staying in God washing. It refers to a wall, like constantly, like our brains constantly need to be washed and rinsed mm-hmm. um, in in righteousness, uh, so that we can know the will of the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. That is. A word, y'all! My goodness, don't be conformed by that scroll. Come on, now! (laughs) You gave us a tiny piece, a tiny piece of what you do with preach sis, and I have been in attendance at this event. I pray that I can attend this year. Uh, If you're hosting it virtually, as I pray you are, you're gonna give us all the details. Um, But y'all, this event is one that has blessed my life. I was cleaning out photos on my Google Photo drive the other day and I came across two promo images from 2019 that yeah. Nicole had. And it was this it was the year before you went virtual, I think, because it was the year before, before the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I remembered saving these and saying, "One day I'm going to get there." And I had an opportunity to speak at one of them, but tell the ladies what we can expect at Preach Sis, because this yeah. was just a tiny bit of what you will be offering.
0: Preach sis is really um it, it's an activation event. Um, it's a twofold event, a twofold opportunity. One, the Lord asked me to build a platform, build a stage, and to um, create opportunities for women who aren't the big names and the big headliners, who God has given them a, a, a message, um, given a word, and just created a platform for them to speak. And so that is one of the mandates of, of Preach and something that I'm continuing to honor on into this year. Um, and the other big piece is really it's an activation event. This event is not, ju- it's not for preachers. It's for every woman who has a call on her life, which is every woman. Cause we all have a call, a call on our life. And when we say those who are already in the community, they know when we say preach this, hear that call, that, that, that call, that call and response, it really just means I've heard something from my sister that I identify with. And I want to encourage her and say, go on ahead and give us more of that. And more of that might be preaching. More of that might be dancing. More of that might be through the arts. But however God has gifted you as a communicator, we just want to evoke that. And so there are so many women who have come, some as speakers, a lot as attendees who now like they're constantly messaging me. I was so honored. There was an attendee. She sent me a picture of herself. She had on like every preach this gear I had ever done like (laughs) she had on her preach this shirt, her pin, she had a bug out. She was like, because she had her first opportunity to speak after the event and she just really just felt like the event prepared her not only practically but prepared her heart for the opportunity mm-hmm. and so she just needed to ground herself in yeah. in uh, the years of preachers that she had been steeped in I thought it was just so amazing so listen if, if if you are a woman if you are questioning the call of God on on your life if you know something's in there fear or door, dorm dorm or it's been dormant, whatever is like, come, this is an activation event. This is when, when we, in the book of Timothy, when it says to stir up the gift by the laying on of hands, like this is the stirring up that we read about in Timothy. And so God has really called me to, to activate and to release his daughters into the world, to do what there, there is a demand God has need of you, God has need of you and preach this is where the activation begins.
1: Mm. Ladies, I need you to know that when you choose to attend, you are going to be so blessed not only through this event because sis, I have yet to encounter anybody that hosts a virtual event like you do for real. And that is not even to juice you up. <laughs> like the intentionality as what we were saying earlier is so recognizable and what was crazy was even being in my you know in my office in my living room I didn't feel as if I missed anything and the women who show up are really passionate about encouraging Mm -hmm. others and there'll be some virtual events that you'll go to and it'll just be crickets in the chat and I'm usually one of the ones in the chat because uh, that just (laughs) It hurts yeah. my heart to see that it's silent. Yeah. But this event is one where the chat is just blowing fire. up. Fire! <laughs> the chat is
0: just as enjoyable. Listen, as one of my favorite one of my favorite things to do the day after the event uh-huh. is to go back to the replay for the virtual piece and yeah. just read the chat. Just read the chat. <laughs> just read the chat. That's like one of my
1: favorite things to do. Yeah, it's fire in there. Inspire, fire. It's fire. I have a couple of questions for you. Just a couple of secrets we want to ask you to invite us into. The first one is what do you do to slow down in this fast paced society?
0: What do I do to slow down? I schedule it. <laughs> I schedule it. I'm, I'm big on time stewardship because I find that if I don't schedule it, I love what I do. I love what I do. So on certain days I can, I'm, I'm guilty of, you know, getting engrossed and it's like three o'clock and I still haven't eaten. So
1: yeah, I, I, I schedule it, I think is the easy answer. Um, very helpful. Very, I schedule. very helpful. <laughs> yeah. What a day off that you have scheduled. What is the first thing that you're doing? Sleep. <laughs> I think that's
0: a, like an introvert's anthem. Like. I, I'm like, I remember before I met my husband, I was like, when I start dating, I'm going to have to make things up to sound more interesting because <laughs> conversations like this, or what do you like to do? Let's see. I like to sleep. I mm, lie down. Did I say <laughs> sleep already? So like <laughs> sleep, I have these comfy reading socks that I like to put on, feet up in the couch, cup of tea, you know, getting some rom-coms on mm-hmm. the TV yeah that's that's a day off like I'd like to say it's something more elaborate like a spa day or like those happen too but on my bestest day all the kids everybody's out of the house it's radio silent those comfy socks go on and yeah I just get some me time it's the introverts it's the introverts life
1: (laughs) I love it I love it you said I need to make something up yeah (laughs) I like to (laughs) skydive
0: I'm just like I gotta make something up
1: oh my goodness what is bringing a smile to your face these days what is bringing a smile to my face
0: oddly writing Mm. writing yeah So I'm writing right now, working on my sophomore book, never saw myself as a writer. I envy those people who, you know, like either write as a full-time career or in any kind of capacity. And so, you know, God has in 2000 and I think 20, yeah, really in 2019, he started speaking, but 2020, he started to put the press on me to write and the beginning was really difficult, but I've found a sweet spot, which you know live, because when yeah. I started, I was like, ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reached out to you and we spoke. Yeah, yeah. But I really hit a sweet spot where if I'm away from it too long, like I just want to get away and write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to
1: get away and write. So. I love to hear that I love to hear that and I am linking some resources that you can engage with Nicole's writing down below it's going to bless you those you version devotionals are going to bless you. Can you tell everyone where they can get connected to you where they can get connected to preach sis all the things. Absolutely. So if
0: you get the name right, Nicole O, don't forget the O, Nicole O Salmon. Salmon is spelt just like the fish. You, If you plug that in, you can find me anywhere. If you plug that into Google, you'll find me. The website is nicolosalmon.com. Instagram, Twitter, all of the places, <laughs> TikTok, all of it. You plug in Nicole O Salmon, you'll find me there. But I always say I, I I live, move, and find my being on Instagram. So that's that's really, you can always just, when all else fails, you can always slip into the DM. But if you join the mailing list by going to my website, you won't miss a beat. If you stick with me, if you rock with me on Instagram, you won't miss a beat. And you can find the details there. Preach this this year, we've expanded to two days. So it's taking place here in, in Canada. For those of you who are in Canada, or for my sisters in the states who want to make it a, a sister trip and cross the border, March twenty first to the twenty second. That's a that's a Friday to Saturday. I would say make plans to stay into Sunday because there's something special that I'm going to be releasing and announcing that's happening for free on the Sunday. So yeah, that's that's where you can find me. That's how you can get connected
1: beautiful beautiful thank you so much thank you for coming back i hope it's not your last time here we love having you here (laughs) you know i always love talking to you so it's such a pleasure would you pray for us as we prepare to close absolutely absolutely thank you father i want to
0: thank you this morning for uh the gift of life. God, even as I I thank you for that, I can just hear and sense that someone who is listening is struggling with that gift. And whether they or not, they want to hold on to that gift. And to that one, I say this morning, by the unctioning of Holy Spirit, choose life. Many of us, if not all, often struggle with this concept of purpose. Why, God, did you create us? Why, God, did you place us here? Why, God, have you allowed my life to take the turns and the twists and the dives that they have? But Lord God, I am so grateful that you have a bird's eye view and that you see the beginning of the from the end. But God, we don't. And so while we are walking this thing out, it often feels heavy and uncertain and tiresome. So God, even now I pray for my sister who may just feel tired, tired from waiting, tired, of being the strong saint, tired from the weariness that sometimes comes with always saying yes to you, not to others, but to you. Oh God, would you strengthen our hearts today? Because your word says, Lord God, that in due season, if we don't fade, that there's a reward for us to reap. And God, we don't want after all of this pushing and toiling that we miss out on the reward. Open our hearts today, God, and and allow us to see you in a new way. Because God, I know personally that every time I see you in a new way, I get to see myself in, my, in a new way. I get to understand who I am, and, and how you have uniquely positioned me in this earth. Bless my sister, Lord God, live and the work that she's doing through the ministry of this podcast. I pray that you bless her to the overflow for her, yes, Lord God, and every listener who would come through this medium.
1: In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen and amen. Huh. didn't that conversation just make you want to get into your word i know i can't wait to just find some time with god to study his word if this conversation helped you in any way would you please head over to apple podcasts spotify or audible and leave a review It would truly help others to find this conversation. Now, in between time, I am at Candid Live and it would be a pleasure to do life with you. I'll talk with you soon. Love you.